goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Monday. If you'd like to be part of the program, all you have to do, pick up your telephone, dial 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222, and of course, more news than we can deal with. But we'll try our best to get to as many stories as we can. And there are so many to choose from. Later today in our program, we'll be pleased to have on with us John Andrasic. You know him as Five for Fighting. Songwriter, singer, Superman, other big hits. He has done some amazing work over in Ukraine. He's doing some work around the world. And by the way, this guy has done a lot of outstanding work to help entertain and bring uh, music to some American troops that have been in the fields over the years. He's a real patriot, and he's a, he's a good friend of the program, and we love to have him back. So he'll be back with us later today. Let us start with an opinion piece from the Washington Post today. Max Boot, who is a fervent anti-Trump person, a Trump hater that, well, in the, in the Washington Post, there are so many, every single columnist almost that you go to from E.J. Dion, who's still hanging in there, to uh, uh, Jennifer Rubin, Dana Milbank, all of them. It's just, they, they have had years and years of Trump hate articles that you can see on parade in the Amazon Prime Washington Post almost every day. But this one is an attack on America. Opinion, I used to be optimistic about America's future. Not anymore. That's Max Boot. It begins by saying near the end of last week's January 6th House Committee hearing, James here, the corrupt House hearing, the corrupt January 6th kangaroo court Soviet-style committee. Former Deputy National Security Advisor Matthew Pottinger, a perpetually cheerful former Marine, said the attack on the Capitol, quote, emboldened our enemies by helping give them ammunition to feed a narrative that our system of government doesn't work, that the United States is in decline. China, the Putin regime in Russia, Tehran, they're fond of pushing those kinds of narratives, and by the way, they're wrong. End quote. But Max Boot says, are they wrong? 
They certainly have been to date. The United States has been defying predictions of doom for more than two centuries. But as the ads for mutual funds say, past performance is no guarantee of future results. We need to take seriously the possibility that the United States could become a failed democracy. If only to avert that dire fate. Let me just stop right there. Isn't it amazing that when you all when you read these columnists and when you read the Amazon Prime Washington Post, the Amazon Prime Post has a uh, a slogan. Democracy dies in darkness. Uh, Max Boot and so many other liberals keep talking about our failed democracy. We are not a democracy. And this is an important distinction that the liberals can never seem to understand when they want to attack this nation. We are a representative republic. And those two words have a very distinct meaning. Democracy is mob rule. You have more than me. You're the majority. No matter what, you win. That is not how America's system of government operates. We do not operate on mob rule. We have a very well thought out representative republic put in place by founders who understood the dangers of mob rule. And the United States form of government, this, rep, this representative republic, it, republic was new to the world. It had not been tried when we did it. And the reason that we, in a very short period of time, rose to become a superpower in the world was because of this system of government. So let us return back to Max Boot. A lot of the gloom and doom is due, of course, to the high rate of inflation, which will subside in time. But there are more intractable problems, too, such as the persistence of racism and income inequality. Uh, There is always going to be income inequality in the world because we aren't commies. People will always earn more than other people. People that work harder, that have higher levels of ambition, or who produce something that is seen to be of value in society will always be rewarded more than people who don't have any of those traits. In addition, humanity does not operate on a equal basis. Humanity isn't, quote unquote, equality. It never has been. Some people are going to be born with more. Some people are going to be born with less. Some people, through no fault of their own, will turn out to be in dire straits, while other people who perhaps looking on the outside of their life, don't deserve it, will be rewarded handsomely or seem to go through life 
without the problems that others do, others who live a good life, who follow the rules. I remember Jimmy Carter many, many years ago, and one of the only thing I remember from his presidency that I thought was profound was when he was answering a question, and I forgot what the question was now, and I believe it was at a press conference. It may have been at a press conference or a briefing. And he just looked at the reporter who asked the question and said, well, life is not fair. But this seems to be the entire premise that liberals claim everything should be fair for everybody. And fair means everybody should be the same. Everybody should make the same. There shouldn't be big gaps between the rich and the poor. I have news for you. There's always going to be rich. There's always going to be poor. And there will always be rich who turn into poor and poor who turn into rich. That's that is life. The, thank you. Max Boot goes on to say that we have far more gun violence than any other advanced democracies and yet can't implement common sense gun safety regulations, such as a ban on military-style assault rifles and high-capacity magazines is a damning indictment of our democracy. Uh, new. It is a damning indictment of politicos, if you want to be frank. If you Democrats really want, and you liberals really want it, go for it. Go for it. Make it your run on it. Run on it and convince the American people that this is really a great idea. And I guarantee you, if you do, you take that leadership position, if this is what you truly believe in, and present it to the American people at election time, let's see what happens. But don't play coward and don't run or run on the edges of it and then claim that somehow America's bad because you can't get what you want passed. The reason we don't have this stringent gun control in America is because liberals really don't want it. They say they do, but they're afraid. Joe Biden didn't run on this. Obama didn't run on it. Max Boot, if you ever dared get in public office, you wouldn't run on it either because it's a loser in America, and it always has been a loser in America. And in that way, we are different than other nations. Jim Jeffries makes a joke. And, and I, you know, Jim Jeffries is a stone-cold Australian liberal guy that's in a comedian. And, by the way, very vulgar, in case you want to go Google him. But he, but he did a segment on gun control years ago on in his show. And he talks about the difference between Australia and the United States. And he's, he, get, he begins by saying in Australia, you know, we had the... The, the, the biggest massacre ever hasn't been beat yet in Port Arthur. The guy's killed all these people, and then he says the Prime Minister of Australia said, that's it, that's enough, no more guns. And the Australian, Australian people said, yeah, that sounds about right. And then in America, he says, you have this massacre, Sandy Hook killed a bunch of little kids, and then your politicians go, well, maybe we'll just take away the big guns? 
And Americans respond with like, don't take away my guns. And that is the difference between us. It is a difference between us because we, the representative, representative Republic of America, are not willing to give up our rights as easily as other nations do. And inherently, Americans understand that the problem isn't so much the guns as it is the people with either mental illnesses or depraved moral values or no moral values that are doing these horrible killings. And we're going to continue with a little bit of this Max Boot because it is, and then we're going to get to other news. So... Stay with us here. This is Boasterly's Rush Hour, and we're coming back right after this. This is the Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Catch it night up next after this show, so keep it right here. It's amazing to me that the kids know these songs. <laughs> I know, right? Where did you hear this song? How do you you're, you're in here singing the lyrics to it? How do you know you're like you're like twenty something? How do you know this song? I mean, my father's a big fan of the Eagles, so I mean, you know, when I was growing up, still trying to find my way to know the music that I like today. Um, my dad just showed me his collection of music that he likes, which ranges from the Beatles, Paul McCartney, to the Eagles. Okay. That makes sense. Okay, so let us continue with this Max Boot thing. But I want to say a word about these guns, okay? That he says one of the reasons he's not optimistic about America's future anymore. I understand. You live in a blue city. You got gunfire all around. You got people being killed every week. This out-of-control lawlessness in part because the Democrats refuse to keep criminals in jail, and so you think gun control is going to be the answer. All right, let me just say this about that. I believe in certain gun control, too. I think that we should get the guns out of the hands of every single illegal possession of guns. In other words, the criminals start with them, the gangbangers with them. We have laws on the books all over this country that prohibit people from having weapons if they're felons, if they're convicts, if they are under if they haven't gone through the legal process. But you know why we can't enforce them in this country? Because when you start doing the profiles to say, okay, let's check to see whether this group, this group of of, of people with these known criminal attributes have weapons. Oh, no, no, you're violating their civil rights. Oh, no, no, you're racist. Oh, no, no, you're bigoted. When you do catch them, then you let them out of jail. Okay, or when you catch... Look, we had a guy last week to try to assassinate... Assassinate. One of the candidates for the governor race in New York, and within hours, that person was let out of jail. Don't whine to me about guns when you have these liberal prosecutors letting people out of jail, letting criminals out of jail and back onto the streets. Clean up your act first, and then talk to me about more gun control. Why don't you enforce the laws that are on the books already? Because we have plenty of them. 
And another thing that we can do is start holding some of these parents accountable. When their young'uns have weapons and they're underage and they go into school shooting up everybody else. And in some cases, these parents know their kids are playing with guns. Their behinds need to be locked up, too. Wake up! All right, Max Boot continues, and I'm not going to spend all show with this, but he says, unleashed by a right-wing Supreme Court, Republican legislatures around the country are repealing or restricting abortion rights. This guy's supposed to be a conservative, by the way. And he's going through the litany of Democrat talking points, which is what you should expect in the Amazon Prime Washington Post. Boot says, this is producing horror stories that I never thought I would see in the United States. A woman in Texas had to carry a dead fetus for two weeks because removing it would have required a procedure that is also used in abortions. A woman in Wisconsin bled for more than 10 days after an incomplete miscarriage because medical staff would not remove fetal tissue. A 10-year-old girl was raped in Ohio and had to travel to Indiana to get an abortion. She was nine when she was raped, by the way. These are the kinds of human rights violations we would be protesting if they occurred in other countries. They're happening in the United States, an ominous sign of what lies ahead. Because other countries in recent years that have taken away abortion rights, Poland and Nicaragua, have also taken away political rights. Um, Excuse me, Mr. Uh, Boot. You don't seem at all concerned about the human rights violations of tearing babies apart limb by limb and then selling baby parts. Planned Parenthood was in the business, and this has been documented on film, of selling human baby parts for profit. Now, I understand that you liberals don't think that's a crime. That is an immoral crime that will never be forgiven. Okay? This is so wrong, and it flies against everything that human beings who have any respect for the sanctity of life would ever dream of doing, yet you people on the left don't mind that happening at all. Horrible! You think... And you think, and by the way, these cases, I don't like to see these cases. I don't think anyone does. And I would hope that whatever transpired to have these incidents happen would be corrected. But there are plenty of blunders every day in the medical community. Let's start, for instance, Mr. Boot, by something else you and your ilk don't seem to be concerned about. How about the number of people that are dropping dead every day? Healthy adults. How about the people that are reporting that their loved ones, after having given, been given a vaccine, have some sort of problem with them, a government-mandated vaccine? And yet you will not let those people seek redress in the American court system because you make vaccine makers and their profits, you place those above human life. You want to talk to me about injustices, Mr. Boot? Why don't you focus on the other injustices? You mentioned three cases here. I could go to any city in the United States weekend after weekend after weekend and look at all the dead that lay dead in the streets of your Democrat-run cities because you Democrats will not deal with criminals. You don't care about that one whit because it doesn't fit into your political narrative. 
Max Boot says, we already live in a backsliding democracy. We are a representative republic where voting rights are being restricted and freedom is under... Nobody's restricting voting rights. We're asking people to show a freaking ID. That is not a restriction of any rights. The most severe threat comes from an increasingly authoritarian Republican Party whose maximum leader is an unindicted and unrepentant coup plotter. The people that executed, tried to execute a coup in this country are Hillary Clinton and the Democrat Party, Mr. Boot. You don't care what about that. This is why your column every day is nothing that anybody should ever take seriously because you don't have the intellectual firepower to have an intellectually honest conversation with the American public. As I said to you, I don't like some of the things that you pointed out, women that are suffering to get medical care, and that should be alleviated. I'm intellectually honest about it. Don't like it. You can't be intellectually honest because your side is the immoral side of the country that is dragging the, trying to drag down this civilization. But I am optimistic about America, and I'm optimistic about America for the exact reasons that you are not. We have a Supreme Court that's finally giving credence to our Constitution that you don't seem to recognize as being valid. We have, a, we have a Supreme Court, and finally we have a law that's reflective of the American people's desire to have a respect for the sanctity of life encoded throughout our entire society. You don't think that's important. We have a court that recognizes that the Second Amendment is just as important as the First Amendment. You don't think so. All the reasons that you have for not being optimistic, Mr. Boot, are the reasons that I have for being optimistic. America is returning slowly, and I think in some cases it's going to be a little painful to its values. Only you can't admit it. And one of the reasons, by the way, that America is returning to the values is because we have justices like Clarence Thomas. What are the Democrats trying to do? This story is in bizpackreview.com today. It's also part of the boast, the Daily BS. That's the newsletter that I send out twice a day, the Daily BS. Adam Schiff admits Clarence Thomas is the main target for January 6th committee. Vows to use wife, that would be Clarence Thomas's wife, to get him. This is what Democrats are trying to do. They're trying to take out Clarence Thomas. They're trying to come up with some BS concocted story that would allow them to impeach Justice Thomas. I say go for it. Go for it. Put that on the table in November. Let's add to the red wave that is going to sweep the Democrats out of office in record numbers, perhaps. Justice Thomas has done nothing wrong. There's no evidence that Justice Thomas has done anything wrong. There is evidence that Justice Thomas has been an exemplary justice on the Supreme Court, and you Democrats can't stand it. 
can't stand it because he's right, and you can't stand it because he's also black and a black conservative. And you hate that more than you hate almost anything else. James Golden, WABC Talk Radio 77. A lot more to do today. As I said, we've got a great story coming up, and your call is going to be part of it, by the way, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222, if you wish to call. John Andrastic's coming up. This guy is just doing yeoman's work, and he has been for a long time doing things that support American troops with his music and being a force for good in the world. We're looking forward to talking with him when we come back. And you ain't black. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. I'm not that night. I'm just out to find the better part of me. I'm more than a bird. I'm more than a plane. I'm more than some pretty face beside a train and it's not easy to be me Superman I wish that I could cry We have the distinct honor of welcoming while his pronoun is five for fighting I guess John Adrastic, welcome to the show again, John. It's such a pleasure to have you back with us. Oh, great to talk to you again. Yeah, I've never thought about that pronoun, but I'll go with it. FFF, baby. Yeah, John, you <laughs> folks, folks, we're talking with a real Superman here. I think that for many of you, and we don't have time to do this, I wish I could go through John's entire biography and point out everything that he has done to not only help the troops of the United States military, but to help people around the world, and he's doing it again. He traveled in May to Kiev with a humanitarian group, Save Our Allies, to film a video. And why don't you tell us about that, John? Well, thank you, Bo. You know, uh, a couple months ago, you were kind enough to to play uh, my new song, Can One Man Save the World? that is half tribute to the Ukrainian people and half plea to support them in their fight for survival. And I had been uh, on a string quartet tour, and I needed to arrange the song for for strings. And I had a thought of going to Poland and uh, playing with the Polish orchestra. So I reached out to my friends at Save Our Allies, and they said, let me get back to you. And they came back a couple of days later. They said, how would you like to go to Ukraine and play with the Ukrainian orchestra? And it kind of blew my mind. I didn't know if they existed. But long story short, I was on tour, a plane ticket to Krakow showed up to my inbox. 48 hours later, I was in Kyiv, and there we were filming uh, this song with this video uh, for this incredible orchestra in front of the Maria, their symbol of independence. It was a surreal and humbling trip. And where can people see this video? They can just Google on YouTube, uh, Can One Man Save the World, featuring the Ukrainian orchestra. We filmed it in front of the Maria, as I said. It's the symbol of Ukrainian dependence that Putin cynically destroyed in the Antonov airport. I literally put the piano in the rubble, surrounded by uh, Russian tanks that had been destroyed. 
And this orchestra really represented, in my mind, the fortitude and courage of, of the Ukrainian people. There was a moment when the general came by that allowed us to film there, and he wanted to let me know that President Zelensky personally approved this. And and he asked us to hear the song. And, uh, you know, you're a music guy. You understand the power of music. And we played the song for him. And, and halfway through, he took out his phone. He started filming. The orchestra was playing with vigor and pride. Tears were flying. And then... When we finished, there was this moment of silence that really felt the weight of why we were there, our common humanity of these people fighting for freedom, all these values you talk about on your show every day. And the crazy thing, Bo, is virtually none of them understood the words. It was wow. about music, the, where we were, the location, the war. Um, so it really hit home with me. And uh, I think when folks check out the video, uh, they'll understand what I'm talking about. Now, you are also trying to put together a live aid-style concert for Ukraine at the end of the summer. How is that coming along? We're just starting. I think it's time, right? You know, we had live aid for, for famine. We've had, of course, the concert for New York uh, that Paul McCartney put on to, to provide solace for, for our country. Sun City, go down the list. Um, it's time to do a concert for Ukraine. It's time for artists to gather to speak with one voice, not only to raise money for, for organizations like Save Our Allies, but to put the Russian people on notice that they're not just cultural, um, political, uh, uh, economically isolated, but the artists of the world stand firmly with Ukraine. You know, we're going to have the World Cup. Russia's not going to be in it. The Russian people are being told they're the heroes, right, that they're fighting the Nazis. They need to know that the world is against them, and they have a choice. They can topple their tyrant and rejoin the free world or go, go down with them. So I think it's important we do this. It's, it's our generation's time, and I'll, I'll get back with you in a few weeks to let you know how it's going, but it needs to happen. Well, get back with me in a few weeks to let us know how we can help, too. I mean, if there's something that we can do to help this along, then that's what we need to do. So I want to be involved. I want to help you. I want to help this effort. And let me just say again, you know, you have done so many things. To And people, please, if you do have a minute, go read John's biography and just read what he has done for the people, not just of the United States of America, for our troops, but for causes and and for, let me say it, for just being righteous, for doing the right thing for people around the world. This is an extraordinary man that we're speaking with. He's not only a great songwriter, and he is. Every time I hear his songs, they move me to tears. A Superman still does. This song, Can One... I mean, when we first heard Can One Man Save the World, there were teary eyes every, everywhere because of the way that you deliver, the way that you write. It comes from your soul, and that comes through your music, John. But I encourage people to find out more about this incredible human being that we're speaking with right now. And if we can all get involved to help make this happen, it would be a worthwhile venture. Well, thank you. You're very kind. And that means a lot coming from you because I know your background is in music. But, you know, to be honest with you, I feel like I'm just shining the light on the people that really deserve it. Right. You know, the, the Ukrainian people to this video Certainly with the Afghanistan song, Blood on My Hands, shining the light on the folks we abandoned and our Afghan veterans who are still suffering. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary 
of our Afghanistan withdrawal. And believe me, we'll be talking about that soon. <laughs> uh, and uh, but, you know, I, I can't drive a tank. I can't fly a plane. I can't do these things, but I can write a song and, and hopefully put the focus where it belongs. And look, Afghanistan has drifted from the public conscious. Ukraine is drifting from the public conscious. But look, I'm afraid that if we let Putin devour Ukraine, it'll be our children, our soldiers, our sons and daughters fighting in Eastern Europe. Because certainly Putin will not stop at the Ukrainian-Polish border. So this goes well beyond Ukraine. I don't want to be singing in Taiwan in two years, Bo. <laughs> you know, so I think it's time now that we, we, we take a stand uh, as free nations and stop this guy here. Uh, appeasement has never worked in history. We know that. And if we don't, I think the cost will be catastrophic. But thank you again for your kind words. And it's a team effort. All proceeds of this video, this song, go to Save Our Allies. For people, if they just stream it, share it. That's the only way this concert's going to happen. I just heard today that some of the mayors in Ukraine just saw the video today, and they're sending it out to the front to, to give the soldiers a shot in the arm. And that's what we can do. Um, we can help, help them by letting them know we're still here. We still have their back. Saveourallies.org is a website that you can come to donate if you are so inclined. Saveourallies.org. And we will certainly, John, have you back as often as you want to come back. We need to make this happen. We want to see this concert happen. And I just want to give a little plug. You wrote a song, and I was shocked when I was looking at the credits. It was a movie. And this movie is one of the, i tell you what, it's, it's called August Rush. And if you haven't seen this movie, it is such a wonderful story. And for music lovers, it is just Something that will, it, it's, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just so wholesome, so, such a positive story and so well done. And the music is amazing. And so I'm listening after uh, the movie's over, I'm watching the credits. This was for you. And there you are. You have a song on that too. You're all over the place. <laughs> Well, folks who like Mozart in the Jungle will certainly like August Rush. It is great. I wrote a song that Johnny Reese Myers sang in it. And, yeah, it's it's fun to do things like that. You know, it's a little different than kind of writing for a record. But, but yeah, I, I'm glad you recognize that movie. It's it's beautiful and uh, great orchestra in it. And, uh, no, folks should check that out. And they should also, again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please, saveourallies.org. And we're going to listen to a little bit. We're going to play the version on Saturday with the orchestra. But right now. Great grandson of the Holocaust. An eastern heart the West has lost. Mail or carry off his cross. I don't know. But he's got everyone thinking Yeah, he's got all of us thinking Can one man save the world in a thousand years? Will they say your name or is this all in vain? Can one man save the world? Will you take John Andrasik, thank you, my friend, for being with us, and we look forward to hearing from you real soon. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Bo. 
James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, we're back. Your call's coming up right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. If you search for tenderness, Billy Joel brings us back. You can have the love you need to Honesty, you know it. And it is so difficult to find these days. You might just as well be blind. It always seems to be so hard to give honesty. It's such a lonely word. Former Vice President Al Gore has likened deniers to the Uvalde cops who stood and did nothing as the school massacre unfolded. He's talking about you climate deniers. He's saying you're just as bad as those cops. You saw the shots. You you know what's going on, and you did nothing, nothing, nothing. So now, if you don't go along with Al Gore's view of the world, you're just as bad as the Uvalde cops. There is some good news today on television. Well, I don't. I shouldn't say good news because I don't want to gloat over anybody losing their gig. But a full frontal, the late night TBS show by Samantha B canceled. Bye bye. Um, and she was a really harsh, another Trump hater. In fact, this is the woman you might remember that called Ivanka Trump the C word. Yeah, the C word. And that uh, she did that back a few years ago. That was in 2018. Her show was successful. It did win a bunch of Emmys, and she got noticed, and she used her time on the air to do a lot of bashing. No more. So bye-bye, Samantha. She may turn up somewhere else. She... You know, again, she's a leftist. I don't like the show. I didn't like her show. I didn't like her uh, her take on the world. But she has talent. And she, and, and I wish her well. I don't, you know, everybody in the space, I don't wish anybody harm. And I hope that she ends up with something else. I'm not a person that wants to see anybody canceled. Her voice is out there. But uh, the show is not on, um, on TVN anymore. There's a new a billboard here in the city in Times Square that is talking about, um, let's see, Pete Buttigieg. And again, this is part of the uh, the Daily BS News Alert. We have this story listed as well. It's from Amer- American Wire News, AmericanWireNews.com. The new Times Square billboard flattens Buttigieg. Elite Pete says, let them drive electric cars. And if you're not familiar with that, this is one of the things that Pete Buttigieg has been saying. Hey, you people, don't worry about the gas prices. You should be driving. Everybody should just go ahead and buy an electric car. Yeah, that easy, huh? All right, let us begin on the telephones. Sam in Manhattan, welcome. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77. Bo Snurley, hey, James Golden. Hey, how you doing? Hey, good. Um, earlier in the, um, you started by say, asking a very fundamental question, which is connected to the rest of the show. Can the American capitalist system be fixed? And my answer is clearly no. And I would also go on to say that all of the legitimate evils in American society that you have spent an hour describing are all due 
American capitalism and American imperialism. And my final remark, before you cut me off, and I hope you don't because you're a cool guy, is that, um, gosh, we're not allowed to vote. The Communist Party of America has been running candidates since 1920, and the Democrats kicked us off the ballot in 2016. The Socialist Workers' Party of America has been running presidential candidates, and they're communists, for, since 27, and the Democrats at the Federal Election Commission kicked them off the ballot. The Communist Party USA has been running candidates. The Socialist Party. There are dozens of communist parties. We are not allowed the democratic rights to vote. And when you check the federal matching funds, it only goes to Democrats and Republicans. So we live in a capitalist country. We are not allowed to express ourselves through the ballot box. John, uh, Sam, I'm sorry. You have some legitimate grievances here. Does that surprise you that I say that? These are legitimate grievances. Look, I think the Communist Party should be allowed to run. And I think one of the things that would, would help Americans understand the real nature of politics in the United States if Democrats stop pretending that they don't embrace communist-style values and certainly socialist-style values. I think they should be intellectually honest. And I don't think that Democrats have the right or should exercise the right to kick you communists off the, the, uh, the ballot. And I wish that you would take them to court and keep taking them to court until you win your cases. Now, you commies have a lot of money because you guys like capitalism, too, but you just don't, you know, you don't admit that you like it. Now, <clears throat> let me say this in, uh, about capitalism. If not for capitalism, America would have never become the economic engine of the world. And capitalism is uniquely fair because it rewards people based on their effort based on their ingenuity and based on what they bring to the table, as opposed to communist systems like your, like the guys that you espouse but probably don't practice all the way, that claim that there are some equal outcomes for people and all of that business. But we don't have enough time to get in that in depth. So here's what I'm going to do, Sim. I'm going to ask you to call me on the Saturday show when we have more time, and let us talk about this communism and I want you to lay out for people what you believe. And by the way, you will not be cut off. I love the fact that you call, Sam. I want you to call more often. I want you to tell America what it is that you and your fellow communists bring to the table. What is it that you think should be happening in America? And yes, we probably, Sam, you and I, would probably agree on some of the things that we see are problems in this society. We may even, Sam, agree on one or two solutions. But where we will not agree is in this dismissal of capitalism. Now, let me say this before I let you go, Sam, and now I'm going to give you the last word. I don't think that America is practicing capitalism anymore. We are practicing crony capitalism. Where a bunch of elitists, and these are people in both parties, reward their friends, reward their cronies with wealth, using government levers to produce that wealth. And what the biggest example of this is this vaccine. Show us, the American people, where this money is going. You have companies all of a sudden that rise from nothing 
to produce a bunch of billionaires, all with government-printed money. And no one explains how this money and these mandates work together to make this select class of people a bunch of billionaires. This is not capitalism. This is crony capitalism. So, Sam, quickly, last word, and then I'm going to invite you to call us Saturday and let's have a discussion about communism. Go ahead, Sam. uh, You know, I absolutely agree about the vaccine and about corruption and about uh, misallocation of funds. I mean, I agree with your conclusions. It's just how to get there. Okay. So, see, I told you, and you're not going to get cut off. So call us back. Thank you so much for the call. Appreciate it. Poconos, Mike, welcome. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77. Snurdly with you here. Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour. What's up, Mike? My man, Bo, I know you're short on time. You had me laughing with Sam. Hey, Sam, you can join your fellow communists, too, you know, with your, with your, uh, with your verbiage. <laughs> you know, I, I called a couple of weeks ago I, we talking about Chick Corea. I was driving on 84. And, and yeah. What's going on? What's going on in the country, Bo? It, it's out of control. I grew up in the 60s, same age as Curtis. You know, I speak to him every once in a while and can't believe what's happening. And you know what? And Joe Biden, you know, and all these other socialists far left and his and his psycho son, Hunter, they should both uh, be, you know, behind bars. It's going downhill. And I'll tell you what, I'm making it quick. What's going on in the country? Violence and, and, and you know, uh, uh, Austin and everything else. I'll, I'll, I'll say this, uh, Bo. I said it on a year years ago on ABC. During the L.A. riots, terrible. Rodney King, who I liked, and he died young. He had some issues. He died young. He said it very simply. Hey, why can't we just all get along? Mike, thank you, know, you so much. That I'm going to leave it at that, Mike. You give us a call back, too. By the way, listen to the podcast I did with Al Demiola. I know you're a Chick Corea fan. It was incredible. And all you musicians out there that love Demiola and love music, check out the podcast we did. Check out all the Red Apple Media podcasts. Go to the WABC website or wherever your podcasts are. Listen to your favorite host. We all do podcasts here. Make sure you do that because these podcasts are great, and they're all over the board with stuff more than the radio. So Red Apple Media podcasts are on WABC. Tony, Howard Beach, welcome. Hi, yes. How you doing? Love your Good. show. Listen daily. Thank you. Uh, the guys that are held in prison in Washington, D.C., how come no one's, no lawyers are there for them t- trying to just get them out until their court ha- dates are held? Because the, because the Justice Department in America is a corrupt institution. The DOJ is corrupt. The DOJ has been corrupt. These Janu- Look, uh, let me be very clear about this. Anybody that went into that Capitol building with vandalism on their minds and committed vandalism or other acts that are against the law should be punished. What is happening to these J6 people is beyond punishment. And it is something that would happen again in a third world country. But that's everything connected with the J6 and this government from this phony committee that is a one-sided political hack job to the way that these people are being treated in the prisons. The only person that has been allowed to get in those prisons is Marjorie Taylor Greene. We need to catch up with her and just see when's the last time she was able to get in. And these people are being held in in conditions that most Americans would be ashamed of if they were aware of it. Let us go to Sean in New New York. Sean, time is running so short, you got to get right to your point. 
Bo, in Germany, the Nazi party is illegal. We have to do the same thing in the United States. We have to use the same tactics that the enemy is using. So what I'm advocating is we have to cancel the Democrat Party or we have to cancel the marriage. So we cannot abide living with communists. We cannot abide living with people who are trying to subvert this country. Either we're going to have a divorce or there's going to be a civil war. That's what We're going not going to have a civil war. No, Americans are not going to have another civil war. We will not kill each other. But let us talk about whether the Democrats should be canceled on another. What an amazing thought. Uh, time's up. Monday. Done. We'll see you tomorrow, 4 o'clock for Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. Remember Cats at Night coming up next. We'll be back tomorrow for See You Then. Bye. Ay, ay, ay.